Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, it's Phil too. Guys, another wonderful week in sports. We are less, we are T minus 24 hours from the kickoff of the NFL, but we are going to start off with some other big news that I'm sure most of you have heard about, but we need to get into this a little bit more thoroughly. Honestly, it's kind of the only basketball news that happened, really. Or at least it topped everything. Topped everything else. Not even close. Guys, Donovan Mitchell is no longer a Utah Jazz. Nope. He officially has gone to where everyone expected him to go. He is a new... Just kidding. He's a Cleveland Cavalier. Yeah, what? Dude, dude that, that's what got me. I was like, what? Not like, even a Nick. Not so, a Miami so, Heat. You know, you, know what, you know what's annoying? So me, me and my wife, Taryn, we hate the month of August. Just for some reason, our bad luck always comes out in August. You know, fully yep, freak yep. what happened. It was, it was a month. Yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> Just, yeah, anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And then, like, what, September 1st rolls around, and then Donovan is uh, traded. Mm-hmm. That was like the final fu to me yeah. from August, dude. <laughs> it's like just to, just to make you feel worse, but you know, I kind of we saw it coming, not to Cleveland, <laughs> yeah, but we saw it coming. It's been a roller coaster because there was like, oh, Donovan's there's talks of trades to Donovan, and then it was like, oh, their Jazz are planning to build around Donovan. Yeah, that's a bunch of bull. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but it was. Um. And then what the heck? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. It, it's just kind of weird because we saw it coming, and then Donovan took his uh, took the Jazz out of his profile, and like two days later, he was, he was gone to, to Cleveland. Cleveland. Now, to be fair, Cleveland's going to be a tough team. They're going to be a tough team. But let's but be the, honest but here. But the East is a little bit stacked. The East is start. Yeah, they are looking like a much more stacked team than in recent years. Oh yeah. Because like, let's be honest, one of these nine teams is not going to be in the actual playoffs. Uh, you have the Celtics, you have the Bucks, the you Nets, have the Nets, who still have KD, who still have and Kyrie, or, and Kyrie. As, as far as we know, you have the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Now you have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Philly got Philly. Can't forget about them Sixers. Yeah, it's yeah, dude. It's gonna be the Heat. Are the Heat be... can't forget about the Heat. Are the Hornets gonna take the next step? I don't think so, but probably not. Probably not. But <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, dude, and it's, don't forget about the Raptors. Can't forget about the, the Raptors. Raptors. And even Chicago was decent last year. Also, yeah, can't forget about Chicago. Chicago was like good against teams that weren't very good. They struggled. They took care of business against the lesser teams, but got wrecked against the greater teams. Yeah, which you know, and one of those teams is gonna miss the playoffs. There's not enough seeds. It's gonna be crazy. It's. Uh, I love how so many people are like, oh, Donovan's not even that good. And then he gets traded to the Cavs, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the best backfield. I'm like, or not backfield. Uh, backcourt. backcourt. Uh, Sorry, he's got football in the mind. I, dude, it's, <laughs> I, yes, I do. <laughs> but but back to this whole Donovan When Donovan thing. got traded, I'll just kind of go over. Uh, even Taryn was like, are you okay? <laughs> she brought home, like, a couple of treats and stuff was like, She's like she actually felt sad for me. I'm like, well, yeah. Anybody who knows me knows this was an absolute blow. It was an absolute dark day for Phil that day. Yeah, I was like, it's the it's only okay. day he willingly let darkness into his life. It's okay. Then what? Two days later, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Then we went to B Dubs to eat and drink away his sorrows. Yes, and it was very great. Very good. Very totally worth <laughs> they it. They actually like 
we're, we're really good with our wings, dude. Yeah, yeah, also, I know this is not really related, but I used to always do boneless wings, dude, but I can't go back. No, traditional, traditional wings, the they just hit so much better. Crispy, and they oh. just... <sighs> yes. It's like, I mean, chicken nuggets aren't bad, but, you know, when you compare the two, now it feels like I just can eat chicken nuggets. Yeah, it, it's, they're wings, just glorified you know? chicken wings. Yeah. Or chicken nuggets, yeah. Yeah. But Donovan, dude. So Donovan <sighs> is officially in Cleveland. My question is, did the Jazz get enough? I think because, they did because Rudy Gobert skewed absolute every skewed everyone's trade value with what the Jazz got out so, of him. So, but then when you look at what the Jazz got from just those two players, dude, oh my gosh! Now let's be fair. The Jazz. So let's go over what the Jazz got. Number one, they got Colin Sexton, mm-hmm. Oshai Ogbaji, Ogbaji, who again he was actually a lottery pick this year and has not played for the Cavs yet. So he's basically a first round pick still. He's got great potential. They got Laurie Markkinen, mm-hmm. although I think he'll be traded again if I'm being completely honest. Jazz are not done with trades. They also got three unprotected first. Yeah. A couple and, of swaps. And I think two pick swaps. Mm-hmm. And all they gave up was Donovan Mitchell. I think the Jazz did get the better in the trade in the long run. Only reason I say that is because I think the Jazz's window for a championship has closed and it won't be open for a while. Now, I do have to ask, though. Do you think it's better than what the Knicks initially offered? Their first offer. They offered RJ um, Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, and three unprotected persons. So here's the thing. I think either trade would have been great for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. But I think Danny Ainge was upset with what they did in the playoffs. How they sent people in to watch. Yeah. Like, that was pretty... That's, you're just, that's not okay. No, it's not. And Danny Ainge, as we know... Probably held that over their head. Probably. And it's like, hey. Like, hey, look. I got people who want him, and you did this, so you need to pay probably the most. And that would that's honestly fair. That's a thousand percent fair. Like, you want him. You get, we, we obviously saw you guys there. We know you what you were doing, obviously, because of what you did with that. Uh, so you have to pay the premium. Mm-hmm. I mean, so either way, it would have been fine, but I'm glad he didn't go to the Knicks. Because one, Donovan, I don't think, wanted to go to the Knicks. The mm-hmm. only thing that I saw him post anything related about basketball since all the trade talks were happening was him, like, dunking on the Knicks. And the drooling, too, yeah. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I don't think Donovan wanted to go there. So, I, don't, I honestly don't even think Donovan necessarily wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say was the the door for or the window for a championship for the Jazz, uh, I think it's closed for a minute. It was open there for a couple years, and they just... You know what's interesting to me? The Jazz got almost the exact same amount out of Rudy Gobert that, did, that the Thunder got out of Paul George. Because the Paul George, if I remember correctly, they got five unprotected first-round picks. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari. The Jazz got four unprotected first-round picks. Five, if you include Walker Kessler. Yep. Who, again, was a, he's a rookie this year. Hasn't played a, a lick for the freaking Timberwolves. Not to mention they got Pat Bev, who they turned into Taylor Horton Tucker. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the oh, other guy's Oh, that's another name. thing. Pat Beverly went to the Lakers. Yeah, Pat Beverly. Yeah, well, that's kind of... Did you see what Pat Beverly said? Yeah, he's like... Some reporter asked him, how do you feel about getting to play with Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Davis and LeBron James? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They get to play with me. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he's like, I made the playoffs last year. <laughs> that's not... It's one of those... It's like that meme. It's like, he's right. Or he's like, he's out of line. But he's right. <laughs> <laughs> How could you say something so controversial yet, yet so, so right? right. <laughs> yes. Because, like, I mean, Patrick Beverly doesn't have near the accomplishments either one of those guys have, though. 
but he's not wrong. But he's not wrong that they didn't make the playoffs. That's the only thing he was wrong was not wrong about. Because those two obviously are they might not be better than him now. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is still better than him. Yeah, at this point. Anthony Davis just can't stay healthy. Anthony Davis. Yeah, I don't but know. yeah, so they traded Pat Beverly and got Taylor Horton Tucker. He's got potential. Mm-hmm. And then I can't. Remember, I, I seriously cannot remember the other guy's name. Dude, oh, Stanley so, Johnson. Do, do, Stanley you know, Johnson. The reason why we can't remember is because they got like twelve players. But like, yeah. after all the aftermath and everything that's happened, like mm-hmm. it's freaking insane. So I don't know. And and like we were literally just talking about. I want to be excited. I really want to. As even with Donovan and how much that freaking hurt, dude. I didn't like cry or anything, but I like. Oh, he he cried. I didn't. I didn't, I don't think I talked to anybody for a good, for a good like six hours. Like it. I even with Donovan getting traded, I want to be excited because I was a Jazz fan before Donovan. Right, I've been a Jazz mm-hmm. fan my whole life. Just Donovan made things way more exciting and made the yep. Jazz actually relevant. But those dang uniforms, dude. Those uniforms are yikes. That's the best I can say about it. Is that it is yikes. The other it, thing here too. Is now you got to look at the rest of the Jazz roster. They just have so many guards. Bogdanovich is gone. He I'm, ha- I'm sure Clarkson is. There's already talks about Conley, Bogdanovich, and uh, Clarkson. Clarkson. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Rudy Gay also got traded or even bought out. Yeah. There's talks, a lot of talks about Russell Westbrook coming to the Jazz. I don't see Russell Westbrook going for, to the Jazz. If he did, it would be just like a buyout type situation. It would be a buyout situation, but for whatever reason, the Jazz would probably try to get both first-round picks. <laughs> Here's the and thing. They, and you know what? Knowing Danny Ainge, he'd probably get him. Here's the <laughs> like, thing. The Jazz have two solid trade pieces. Yeah. The most important or the, the most important one is Boyan Bogdanovich because he's on an expiring contract. So beyond this year, no team has to commit to him. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start with the Jazz and then get traded some point before, this, before, before the, the trade deadline. deadline. Yeah. Clarkson. Same thing. Same thing. And I, then, don't, I don't want Clarkson to leave because that man is – just as good as anybody. Honestly, when he's mm-hmm. feeling it, he could be just as good as anybody. As they called him a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. But it's... The writing's on the wall. Because when you have younger <sighs> players, again, you're just going to... You want them to play as much as possible. And what's crazy is I could see this being a really long rebuild. But, you know, obviously a really good rebuild. But at the same time, I could also see it not being so long just because of how many picks they have and the trades they could make for That's it. That's true. So let's look back at all the two, the two, technically three trades they've made. So out of Rudy and Donovan Mitchell, if you include the two first-round picks this year of the players, that's nine first-round picks. Four, yeah. including, and then you throw in Jared Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. Malik Beasley. That's right. Patrick Beverly. Not to mention, you also now have to include Colin Sexton, mm-hmm. Laurie Markinen, and then with the Pat Bev trade, you turned him into Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. You and turned they just freaking loaded the. You roster. turned two players into, if I'm not mistaken, nine players. Mm-hmm. Plus all those picks. Plus all those picks. You've also committed to some of your summer league players and Johnny Juzang, and then you've already got people on the roster, Bogdanovich. Clarkson, Rudy Gay. So, so now, what I'm what I'm curious about is when draft comes up. Are we going to keep those picks we have, or are we going to trade them for picks that are coming up this year? I fully expect this to be very similar to the Thunder. Because remember, but here's the thing though: it's Danny Ainge. 
It's Danny Ainge, yes, but at the same time, like the Thunder have nowhere near. Well, as look good at as how they built the Celtics. Look at how they built the Celtics. It was through the draft. Mm-hmm. Jalen, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. But Marcus I don't feel Mark. like it took them as long as the like the Thunder just don't seem to be going anywhere. They, they're the, just like to dead be fair. The water. difference also with Boston though is Boston's more of a free agent market than you would consider OKC or even Utah. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, you kind of got to be like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. True, but at the same time, I I think it will be a better situation than Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Just because, just like I just said, it's Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not going to – I don't think he wants to also sit around and wait 10, 12 years for something to happen. That's fair. You know, I literally don't think it's going to be too long of a rebuild, but it is going to be another <laughs> – Five year minimum. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but I'm pretty drought, sure, dude. I already been through a drought with the Jazz. Like I said, I've been a fan forever. But like Trey Lyles, I fully all those guys, dude. If if you want to look at it this way, though, look at it how look what they did. They turned Trey Lyles and a first round pick into Donovan Mitchell. Turned that into three unprotected first round picks, plus the fourth that the Browns took, or not the Browns, but the Cavs took this year. The Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton. And two pick swaps. Yeah. So, but still, the amount of time that that took, because Trey Lyles was not supposed to be that kind of a person to like. Just but trade it's off. because of what they did with Donovan Mitchell. You know, I saw a tweet today that <laughs> it was like, "I believe Denver will give us another superstar." <laughs> because of how much we. To be fair, you got Rudy Gobert and Donovan and Donovan. Them. However, I would keep. I would let you guys keep Rudy in a heartbeat. Because oh, if yeah, we kept Jokic Rudy, is, you Jokic, Jokic would have never been the thing he is today. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Had Donovan Jokic. hurts because we already had Jamal Murray at the time, and if I had a backcourt of Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, oh, that's, a, and, that's easily a title contender, team. and easily. Nikola Jokic. Oh, sorry, I can't think about it too much. Or... You know, you know what also bothers me. So people who tried to tell me like at work, I have a couple coworkers who are. J- they say they're Jazz fans, but they said Donovan wasn't very good. Did they not watch the freaking series in the bubble where Donovan scored the second most points ever? Third. Third most points ever? 57. And think about oh, those people that he was in with. It was like, what, Michael Jordan and... I can't remember who Was it Will Chamberlain? It might have been Will. Actually, I think it was Elgin Baylor. Point is, all-time greats. Yeah. The people who say Donovan is not good or as good as people think are seriously ignorant, dude. Because... It just, well, because Donovan had a concussion. Who knows if that was like honestly still affecting him too afterwards? I will say this: I think Cleveland fans are going to learn to appreciate him the way that many Jazz fans did. Because again, Donovan Mitchell. I think the Jazz fans are going to appreciate and more of Donovan now that he's gone. Because those people that we're talking, I was talking to, I know they're going to wish we had him in the next year or two, Let's dude. Let's be honest, dude. Danny Ainge is probably going to go... Because here's the thing. The Utah Jazz, the last three All-Stars they had on their roster, not including Mike Conley, because he doesn't really count. Yeah, that's kind of like a... That's kind of like a out of respect. The, yeah. But I'm talking about the last three that they technically drafted. You have Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, who they traded for but technically drafted because the NBA draft is weird. Mm-hmm. And the one before that would have been Gordon Hayward. But the point is, they were all homegrown players. Yeah. So it's players that they have to build up from the ground up. Mm-hmm. But hey, uh, tank for Victor Wimbayana. At this point, dude, they might just be able to trade all those picks for him. I wouldn't want to do that though. As good of a prospect as he is, 
Okay, well, the thing is, we still have other players they're going to trade. <laughs> so we're probably going to get more. True, but so, I don't. I wouldn't want to bet my see, whole future on that. No, yeah, no. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Honestly, I don't think need to do that mm-hmm. because of. But you know what's crazy is the Jazz literally can do whatever they want at this point with how many draft picks they really they're can. getting. And the more they're, they're going to get more. And while we're thinking more. about it, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to make some quick predictions on where I think the remaining people go. Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich, expect him to go to Boston. Because oh, they si- they signed Gallinari, and he already tore his ACL. So he's out for the year. Dang. So Bogdanovich on the Celtics. Potentially coming oh, off the bench, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. In a six-man role. Because I don't think people understand how good Bogdanovich Back, is. He's really good. He did an admirable job on Luka defensively. Because Luka's just Luka, dude. Like he he's, Luka. he's impossible to guard sometimes. Yeah, he's he gone Luka. So I could see Bogdanovich going to the Celtics. I could even see Clarkson going to the Celtics. But if I'm being honest, Jordan Clarkson, I don't think will go to the Celtics. If I had to pick where Jordan Clarkson is going to go. I could see him going to Miami. I can see him going to Miami as well. I was going to say even the Clippers or the Lakers. If the Lakers, I have willing, seen a lot of talk about him going to the Lakers. No, I only The only way he I see him going to the Lakers, minimum one first-round pick. Minimum a first-round pick. And probably another player, if I'm being honest. A young Honestly, player. I could see them getting Westbrook out of that. I wouldn't want no. If I they, think if they the do, Lakers are desperate enough to get rid of Westbrook because of that freaking. Situation. If they take on Westbrook's contract, Ainge should not do it for less than both of the first round picks. No, yeah, and I don't. Exp- I don't know how because the Lakers have been so. And here's the thing: don't also don't forget that the Lakers are looking to trying to get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald from the Pacers, and they're looking for both first round picks there too. Yeah, so would you rather have Buddy Heald the- and Miles Turner or Jordan Clarkson? Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of it's it's yeah it's kind of hard the lakers in general are just hard because you don't know if they're going to be good this year you don't know if they're going to be bad this yeah. year even with patrick beverly dude i don't really so, know that changes a whole lot yeah i expect the jazz to get rid of jordan clarkson if i had the pick i think he goes back to the lakers but i think bogdanovich goes to the celtics yeah i that i'd be happy for him to go there yeah you know I think it's kind of cool that Donovan and Ricky Rubio are playing together again. Those yeah. guys are, those, they were so Rubio good together. Rubio was so underrated, dude. They were he both wasn't really a great good. scorer, but as a but as a passer and a rebounder, you don't necessarily need to be a great scorer to be a point guard because that's not your job. Here's the thing: Mike Conley's a better scorer than it's marginal at the point this point in his career, and, dude. Like this last year, I don't know. <laughs> like he's a better scorer, but I think Rubio is better at everything else: defending, rebounding, oh, yeah, at passing, this point, yeah. Dude, it's too bad we didn't get what Conley was supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. he's a good there, dude. There was, his second year was his best year. Oh, yeah. His second year was far and away his best year. And then when he came to the bubble initially, too, he was he was going off. I remember. Because he came and they won like three in a row as soon as he got there. Mm-hmm. And then Jamal Murray decided to go off. I Oh, I'd give a lot to go back and watch that series. So Imagine like, watching that in yeah. person, dude. Even though, even though, like, I, the Jazz lost that. That was a hell of it a was, series. That was one of the most exciting playoff series I think I've ever seen in my life. 1,000%. Anyways. So, yeah, I, I, I expect those moves to be... <laughs> unfortunately, jazz, more, I think more Jazz fans are going to appreciate Donovan now that he's gone. It's kind of one of those situations, mm-hmm. like, you don't know what you had until he's gone. Which is stupid, even though I know there's a lot of fans that think that and are, are, or are like that. Um... Cleveland is gonna get exponentially better. Donovan. Um it's I am a lot sadder <laughs> to say the least. 
Because I got my shoe signed. I have so many Donovan stuff. At the very least, you got him signed right I got, before. I have one, two. And I will always have the memory of Phil trembling. Bro, I literally almost so passed hard. out. I don't. It's like you, you see movies and shows of people who pass out when they meet people. It's like, oh, yeah, yes. whatever. Nope, that's real. Man, man saw a ghost. It's, it's real. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think I've got like one, two, three, four pairs of Donovan shoes. Got like two jerseys, about four or five, six shirts I've bought in for Donovan, like a Donovan Mitchell shirt. Mm-hmm. I got like a freaking plaque thing of Donovan Mitchell's rookie card. I got oh, yeah. a freaking one of those Funko Pops of Donovan. Dude. All Donovan. <sighs> I'm still in mourning, but it's okay. It's fine. It, it might be for a while. Okay? It takes time. It takes time. It, Trust and me. And then I- it's going to come back up again when the Jazz start their season because they're going to I'm thinking about these teams that are going to be going up against you, just even in the West. I will say this. You do have to be excited for the gay sex era. My gosh. (laughs) But, dude, like. Rudy Gay, Colin Sexton. But, dude, like, Denver is going to kill Utah. No. Like, every time. Yeah, they don't have a big deck. I mean, Rudy Gobert didn't match it very well with Jokic, but still. No, but everybody else did, and now all those players are going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the Jazz had Denver's number. They they, they really did have a number. Everyone minus Jokic struggled against. The Jazz. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. didn't have Jokic, bro. <laughs> but that, now it's going to be flipped. Now it's going to be flipped. Now it's going to be like, oh, now they have Jokic. Now they have Jokic. And Jamal Murray will be back. Michael Porter's going to be Michael back. Michael Porter. And the Jazz have Sexton? Colin Sexton. I'm pretty Walker sure. Kessler. Walker Kessler. They still technically have Jared Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, Bless your soul. They do have Malik Beasley coming off the bench, who I could also see getting traded again, by the way. Yeah, it, it's... I don't know what the plan's going to be, but I already know it's going to... It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Yeah. On the bright side, Utah Jazz fans, I'm seeing first game of the season tickets go for 10 bucks right now. <laughs> Utah Jazz, San Antonio Spurs. Is the Jazz have 10, a... 10 bucks? Yeah, literally oh, on Ticketmaster right now. Look at this. Can you imagine all those people who have bought season tickets before? Dude, and the fact that I almost bought them too. Woo, doggy, I'm so happy I did not do that. Yeah, dude, that would have been a rough go. Out, and this is on Ticketmaster too, and Ticketmaster is not always the cheapest. I have to Look at this. Look at this. 10 bucks for Utah Jazz tickets. Oh, no. Well, now, they're driving people away with those jerseys. With the, with the players with now? With the players. Just out of curious. So... After fees and everything included for two tickets, it's twenty six bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can go to more games. We could go to a lot more games. Now, games the issue for... is, I don't think your record of undefeated Jazz games yeah, are going to stand. Might not be going to a game for a while because <laughs> uh, they either really need me to go to every game or I need to stay away. Just give me season tickets and I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah, if you get, well, yeah, if I was given season tickets, I'll go for sure. <laughs> like, screw it. Yeah, but. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough time as a Jazz fan, guys. But trust me, it may well, get better. Okay, well, I'm done talking about it because it's just too freaking depressing. And we have too much of good stuff happening right now to be depressed. Let's hop on over to the biggest news that is going to happen in T-minus 23 hours or 21 hours. Or should we talk about college first? I forgot about college. Because college had a crazy weekend. Number one, let me just get this out of the way. I, I highly doubt most of you watch the game, but I'm just going to bring it up anyways because I still am a Husker I'm fan. sure nobody listening is watching. Nobody in this audience has probably watched Nebraska. Anyways, fine. Nebraska played North Dakota. They struggled more than they should have. 
Just in the first half, though. No, in the second half, they struggled, too. It was only 24-17 going into the fourth. Well, still, though. They, like, doubled. I don't know. They did okay. Phil. (laughs) I'm trying to give you positivity (laughs) to build you up because. Positivity does not go hand-in-hand with Nebraska football. They won. That's all all you can ask is they won. And they should have won. That's a team they could not lose to. If If you had lost, I could understand. I would have rather have seen a Nebraska score similar to what hey. BYU did to South Florida. Okay, but but sometimes bad teams have good days. Sometimes that just happens. They always seem to happen against Nebraska, which kind of gives me a common theme that maybe <laughs> Nebraska isn't as good as they claim. <laughs> no, they're not. Shut <laughs> but, up. <laughs> and BYU, oh my gosh, dude, 28-0 in the first quarter against South Florida. Mm-hmm. They manhandled them. But and then can we talk about how Utah just – Screwed the pooch on that game. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be honest with you. They should not have lost that game. They should not have lost that game. Florida wasn't even They should have. They should have kept running the ball. Dude, Florida's not even the top 25 team. Well, they are and, now. And Utah. Well, yeah, because Utah was like seven. They were seven. Florida's number 12 now. Yeah, I don't think that'll last very long. I don't think so either. But I will say this. Anthony Richardson was going off. They could not stop Anthony Richardson. He was running all over That's Utah's true. defense. It's true. But, but Utah should have still won that. They- <laughs> now, to be fair, going into this, the fun fact, the Swamp is the biggest stadium in the U.S. Mm. It's over 100,000 people. Biggest stadium in the U.S. Yeah. Now, it's it's going to be hard. Alabama, you got to think, taking it into a grain of salt, Alabama went into Florida last year, and I think they won 29-23. Less than a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not an easy place well, to win, but when you're a top 10 team, you have to find a way to win those games. Oh, yeah. I guess it's a team that's not ranked. However, yeah. how about we hop on over to the most disappointing team of the weekend? What, Oregon, what? what the heck were you not in? I. They just didn't show up. Y'all didn't show up. The kicker kind of showed up. He got a field goal. Bro, that was... Yo, Stetson Bennett went off. Oregon's Oregon's not even ranked anymore. They're not even ranked. They were what number eleven, I think, at the time of the game. Yeah, eleven or twelve. Uh, like let that. me let me make one thing very clear. Georgia looked like the defending. Although Georgia champion. looked good, but Oregon could have at least put up like some actual legitimate points. Or how about what was that game? Okay, I'm kind of brazen over this a little bit, but what, who was that team that won by two safeties and a field goal? Iowa, dude. Wh- Iowa. What? The, that final score was seven to three. And before you think, ooh, which Iowa Hawkeye scored a touchdown? No. They got two safeties and a field goal. And a field goal. Meaning that the defense scored one more point than the offense did all day. Mm-hmm. The defense, offense didn't have For to anyone who watched that game, number one, if you're into ugly games. That would have been so boring, dude. Dude, like, they, showed a, they showed a shot of an Iowa fan who was sleeping in the middle of the game. Yeah. We, yeah, we were at Buffalo. He was watching just kind of little bits and pieces of every game. Mm-hmm. It was rough. If you are a Hawkeyes fan, but you know, comes from but a Nebraska you know, fan. But do you know what's worse? If you're an Appalachian fan. Appalachian State. Oh, my goodness. You poor you, soul. How do you score 61 points and, and lose? lose? Not to mention you scored You had 60. two chances. You had two freaking chances because North Carolina was stupid. So, they, so what? They tied it up. No. So what happened is that they went. They got the touchdown, and they went for a two-point conversion to take the lead. And the uh, player was wide open. It was a little overthrown. It was slightly but overthrown, but turned, very catchable. But, the, but if the dude just kept running his route instead of turned around, you could have caught it. Easily could have caught he it. He was wide open. Nobody within 10 yards of him. Should have caught it. So what did they do? They kick an onside kick. North Carolina recovers, 
But then they run it back. And there was Flash like, they had than, like, and there was less than two minutes. Yeah, you run, you run it back. You just, you, you, you just you go fall, down. You fall on the ball. You stay you down. Knee it, you knee it out. Easy, easy dub. No, what do they do? He runs it back for a touchdown. No, to be fair, you're on special teams. I don't know how often you're going to play on offense. You get a chance for a touchdown that late in the game. But yeah, still, general, you, but you still have to have some. Discipline. You still have to have some discipline, right? Because at the end of the day, because what you need to, why is the coach not telling them to just fall on the ball? Cause again, because that, that situation, you just tell your team. Okay, we just need to recover it, and then we can knee it out and we win. Yeah. You recover it, we win. For sure. So, look, and, and to be fair, with the way the defenses were playing, like, you did not want to put your no, defense in that position. There was no defense. How do you, Dude, if, you, if both teams can score 60-plus points, there's no defense. No defense. And to that fact, App- Appalachian State just— They went down the field, they, got another touchdown. Dude, and they scored fast. They scored. It was less than a minute. Yeah, and so they went, got the touchdown, and yeah, went for two that, again, and we're finally stopped on the second two point conversion. Yeah, I... that was a heck of a game. That also, was, if you were one of the three fun. people that put a thousand dollars on Utah State to win the Natty, you're out a thousand bucks. You're out a thousand bucks, and why the heck did you like you? Just, that's they're charity. Even, they're not even going to make the playoffs. No, like they got absolutely worked over. Even if they put in the twelve team. Format this format year? this year, they would not even make the playoffs. No, they got absolutely steamrolled. But, dude, that was a that was an exciting college uh, weekend. I guess it, 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 was, it was definitely a, um, a good way to kind of start the season. There has to be one other game we bring up, though. Oh, the LSU game? LSU, Florida State. Number one, Brian Kelly. I heard that. I can't remember who. I can't remember what show I was watching. I was watching a talk show this morning. About how Brian Kelly left arguably the safest job in America. You're at Notre Dame. Yeah. You made the playoffs already a couple times. And guess what? You're nowhere near the hot seat. You win 9, 10, 11 games, even maybe go undefeated one year and lose in the playoffs. You're in the perfect situation. You just became Notre Dame's all-time head coach or all-time winningest head coach. Mm-hmm. And you're making mil- – like, and you're having great classes. So – and then you go in to LSU, which, mind you – if you are successful at LSU, whole nother ballpark. But it's also the SEC that has Nick Saban, oh. mm-hmm. Georgia, who's coming off a of natty. Yeah, the SEC, I would be so nervous to get into right now. But, dude, LSU, their special teams were awful. They lost that game for that team 100%. What was like two muffed punts and a blocked field goal? Yeah, so the last couple minutes of that game were insane. So Florida State's up seven, punt the ball to LSU. LSU's returner muffs the punts. Florida State recovers inside the LSU 20. And then Florida State drives to the LSU one-yard line. Yep. Runs a pitch. The running back fumbles the ball on the one-yard line. LSU recovers. Mind you, this is with about 90 seconds left. So you get that second touchdown, it's basically game over. Oh, yeah. So they, so LSU's on their own one-yard one yard line. They end up driving 99 yards in less than a minute. Or, no, it's about a minute. And on the last play, one second left in the fourth quarter, they get a touchdown to go to get within 24-23. Dude, LSU's going off. Florida State's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, that's like going to go into overtime. About to go into OT. All you got to do is kick the extra point. Nope. Dude, Florida, Florida State's State DT it, absolutely dude. just busted through dude, that. Yeah, it was like they just ran literally right over them. But you know what? I think they – I don't know why they're kicking a field goal there. Like, dude, you drove down that field. You have momentum. Go for it. 
to be fair, I'm not, I'm not going to criticize that decision specifically. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, if you have that kind of momentum. Go for the win. Yeah. Like, if they can't stop you on a 99-yard drive, what's one more, two more yards? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, they ended up getting their extra point blocked, and Florida State hangs on for the dove. Yo, if there's a momentum killer, that's one right there. Mm-hmm. But, so, dude, bro- then, but then, yeah, it was, it was a pretty interesting game, and... Now but, I gotta be honest, Notre Dame or Brian Kelly, regardless if he was at Notre Dame or LSU this week, he probably still would have opened the season with a loss because Notre Dame lost to Ohio State. Ohio State, dude, was freaking on point too. Yeah. But um but no, dude, but this Saturday we're going to We go into that BYU Baylor. BYU is ranked twenty one and, and Baylor's, Baylor's top ten. Nine. Yeah. I have not seen a top twenty five showdown in person ever, I don't think. I don't think I have either. And I haven't been to a BYU game. 10, 8, 12, 10 years, something like that, that range. So I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> Let's go. Dude. But I'm, before I'm, Saturday. Before Saturday, tomorrow, guys. 24 hours from now. 21, almost 20 hours. Yeah, the really- Rams open the NFL season at Let's home go. against the Buffalo Bills. Like we were saying, there's not really many other matchups that could really, like. It's a great way to start, start the season. The season. Because the Bills, I think, are a team that are very likely to make the Super Bowl this year. Very likely. Oh, man. It's going to be – I'm so pretty excited. stoked, dude. I'm so excited. Football's yeah, here. football's back. So, number one, let's look at it this way. So, the Rams are going to be looking a little bit different this year. Because, number one – They don't have Odell anymore. They don't have Odell, but they did pick up Allen Robinson. Right, because they don't have Robert Woods anymore. And now Allen Robinson's going to – I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think he'll do great this year. They're going to have a couple solid running backs in Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. Cam Akers. They added Bobby Wagner and Von Miller That's to Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, albeit they ended up losing a couple oh, other pieces Von as well. Von Miller's not there anymore. Oh, oh, that's dude, what I'm sorry. Von, Von Miller is still playing the, tomorrow, yeah, though. Yeah, I forget. Von Miller's with the Bills. That's what I forgot to say. But, He's dude, the, that's – I'm excited to see Von Miller with the Bills, honestly. Von Miller with the Bills. That defense is going to be insane. I will say this. I think both starting cornerbacks for the Bills are out because they are starting two corners at – or two rookies at corner. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Also, how injured is Matt Stafford, and is it going to show in this game? Oh, because there's been a lot of questions well, about his they elbow. They said he had an elbow, but then recent reports say that he's fine. Like, it does okay, not... but that's what you're going to always say about your QB when they're on the wrong side of thirty. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to be worried until Look, we actually see. He won a Super Bowl see. last year. That's what I'm saying. Until we actually see I, something, I will give him the benefit of the doubt because he didn't show any signs of slowing down. He didn't show signs of anything. And if you were actually worried about him, I wouldn't start him. I will say this though: this this freaking pass rush that he's going to be up against, he's going to have. Von Miller, they have not the rookie anymore, but they do have on the other side. Um, what's the, I, forget, I forget that guy's name, but he's out of Miami. He's a very solid. Oh, Gregory Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Again, very very good point. They also have their big man Ed Oliver in the middle. Yeah, but the Rams don't have a trash O line though. It's not as good as it used to be. Andrew Whitward retired. I I, lo- I don't see any reason really for Matt Stafford to be really concerned because you have Cooper Cup. You have those two running backs. You got Allen Robinson. You got dude. I is Van Jefferson still there? He is, but he's actually out. That's right. He is he's right. out for this game. That's right. So I'm not really too worried. Um, I really don't know who's going to win tomorrow's game, though. Okay, let's look at that Bills offense, though. Because the Bills, 
you have Josh Allen. You have starting. Okay, so you have Stephon Diggs. You have Gabe Davis, who went off in that game against the Chiefs. He had four touchdowns. Yeah. You still have Isaiah McKenzie. Your backfield, you got Devin Singletary. You have Zach Moss, who's actually been taking reps with the first team recently. Mm. And then you also drafted James Cook out of Georgia. It's a heck of a three-headed monster to have there. You know what I'm actually thinking? They also just signed their tight end, Dawson Knox, to a four-year extension. Dude, Gabriel Davis might have a really good game tomorrow. Because Jalen Ramsey is going to be lined up with Stephon Diggs. He might even shadow him, to be honest. Are you thinking about starting (laughs) him? Because I have him. I just don't know who to play for my flex, dude. Because for my flex, is Terry McLaurin right now. And I just, Scary Terry. But he's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. So how good are the Jags going to be? Well, so, we saw how they did against Carson Wentz. That's true. But <laughs> See, I don't know what to do. Because, anyways. You have until tomorrow to get that figure out. Oh, freak. That's right. I don't mean. You know what? I think I'll watch and see how he does. I won't start him. Because if I don't start Gabriel Davis, I can still start Amonra St. Brown. Or Elijah Mitchell, or even like Elijah Moore, or even George mm-hmm. Pickens. I would even wouldn't mind taking a chance here for sure. But anyways, <laughs> I was just thinking about that because Gabriel Davis might actually have a really good game tomorrow. He really he might. I, I'll I'll be excited if he does good because that means I've got a really solid receiver on for sure. Yeah, you know it's like bittersweet. It's like oh, I should have freaking played him, but at the same time, okay. So we've seen how good he can be. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, I think I'm saying I think I'm going to take the Bills. I was going to say I'll take the Bills too in this one. I think I think it's going to be close though. I'm going to go Bills thirty to twenty seven. I think it's going to be more like a twenty one twenty four Bills. I think the defenses are going to be slow. I really do. Mainly uh, for the Bills, their corners are going to be a concern. Because, well, because think about it, both teams have really good duo receivers: Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Davis. I. I, I, I'm just I'm just gonna make sure tomorrow I am not on a long call for my last call. Even if I have to freaking do some BS crap for I'm work. sick at five oh one tomorrow. Yeah, six twenty five at six twenty I'm gonna be feeling a bit sick. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing up. I'm like hoping people like I mean football dude, it's I I actually seriously think Mork might slow down. I hope so, dude. Because I'm so stoked for tomorrow. Freaking more people watch the first preseason game of the NFL than the then, freaking finals. The NBA finals, I know. Football is the king in America. Pre, pre, the actual opening game for, of the regular season. Woo, doggy! And, and you it's know, and, and a lot of great good, teams. and a lot of great players are playing for fantasy football teams. Matt Stafford, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Alan Cooper Robinson, Cup, who is Josh arguably Allen, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Cooper Cup, who is arguably can be picked number one overall this yeah. year. Like it. J- <gasps> so it's, it's so excited for tomorrow. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm going to take Bills 30-27, to 27, though. I'm going to say 21-24. While we're on the topic of the Bills, um, Josh Allen specifically, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the reports that came out about Josh Allen and the Seahawks. Mm-mm. So as a Broncos fan, this came to my attention because, number one, Cleveland offered Russell Wilson – or, sorry, Seattle offered Russell Wilson to Cleveland for the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft. Hmm. This was, and they also were planning on drafting Patrick Mahomes. A lot of teams passed. So Mahomes. here's the thing: it had a lot of teams passed. Here's the thing: Seahawks, Seattle was still near the bottom of the first half or first round because they were still pretty good. And then when 2018 came around, they really liked Josh Allen. They wanted to take him number one overall, so they offered Cleveland Russell Wilson. 
and Cleveland shut him down. And Russell Wilson was still playing very well. I mean, he's still playing great, but he's my Can number. Can you imagine Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson in, Cleveland? in Cleveland and Josh Allen in Seattle? Anyways, what so, could have been? So that's part of the reason why Russell Wilson's like he he was cool about it, but he wanted out of Seattle because like they're already scouting other QBs. And I'm in my at that time he was like late twenties, early thirties. Well, and they weren't even looking really to get him help either. No, so especially on like the, on the all yeah O line. That's what I mean. By the help. first pick after they trade Russell Wilson offensive is line. an offensive lineman, yeah. Charles Cross. Nothing against you, my Dude, man. So but Russell Wilson is going to go off. I expect him. I want him so to go off. Let's go through. Let's go through the schedule. Okay. So obviously tomorrow Bills and Rams, and I really think that's going to be maybe one of the best games this week. We have a lot of great games actually yeah. opening. First of all, this first week is entirely scripted. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, number one, you have the Baker-Mayfield revenge game. Even the Patriots and Dolphins have this weird rivalry going on right yes. now. Yes. Like, it's very – so, the Eagles and the Lions. Eagles should easily take that. I'm going to take – I think the Eagles are a dark horse to take the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I want to say easily, but it's the first game of the season. I feel like the Lions are going to give them trouble. But I'm still going to take the Eagles in this one. I'm going to go 24-17. I think, I think it'll be easy. I don't I – don't, mm. I don't think the Eagles are going to really struggle at all. Um, 49ers and the Bears. 49ers should take that one. I'm going to go Niners, but they're going to be carried by their defense. I think Trey Lance still struggles in his first game starting. You know what? I'm going to believe in Trey Lance. I I mean, we have no reason to really not believe in him, honestly, because he's never really been starter. True, but I will say this. But he's still, it's, he's still a rookie. Rookie Basically, QBs do yeah. not come out of the – Keep firing most of the time. No, but I, I still think I, I guess he's not a rookie, but he basically is because he hardly played last year. Right. So, and that's why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here because with Kyle Shanahan as your coach, I mean, although Kyle Shanahan has been very transparent in saying that he struggled. So it's okay. They still have Jimmy G if they need to. <laughs> I think they care. I think the Niners still win, but they're carried by their defense. I see this. I as think a, they're carried by their run game because Elijah Mitchell is that dude. I can see that, yeah. And even using Debo Samuel like they have been. Because wasn't that part of his contract? I'm going to go 24-10. 24-10 Niners. Yeah, uh, that actually sounds fairly fairly uh, reasonable there. Steelers and Bengals. Okay. Two things in this game. Number one, I'm excited to see Joe Burrow go off this year with those receiving weapons that man has. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler I, I, Boyd. I need Jamar Chase to go off. But, um. <laughs> Not to mention, he's still got Joe Mixon in the backfield. And the biggest improvement the Bengals made Was got rid of four of their starting alignment and replaced with four more. Dude, dude! If this man has half a percentage better of an O line in the Super Bowl than what he had, they probably win that. Yeah, dude. Because Jamar Chase had beat. Anyways, well, that's, that's why that's why Joe Burrow got hurt his first year because he had no O line, had no protection. You think they would have wised up then? I'm glad they went out and got him an O line. Oh yeah, they didn't need because Joe Burrow is such that. a he's such a likable person. I know, right? I, but he, they didn't. That's the thing. They didn't need anything else. They didn't need their defense is solid. It's not like the best, but it's it's enough, mm-hmm. right? The offense is – it's like when you have an offense like the Bengals, you don't need a great defense. You just need a good defense. I, honestly, after watching that O-line in the Super Bowl, I cannot believe they got to the Super Bowl. Right? And especially in that Titans game. Do you remember Joe Burrow was getting crushed in that – he got sacked nine times in that game. And they, st- dude, and they still won. We watched that game. Denver, watched that game and, oh, the only, and the only reason Joe Burrow won that game is because Ryan Tannehill was so much worse. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really want Malik Your first throw of the I, game, an interception. I think Malik Willis might actually start taking over. We'll, we'll get to the Titans in a bit. I'm going to go Bengals on this one. I still think oh. the Steelers keep it close because that's – I think – I know I might be I might be someone who's weird, but I'm just such a George Pickens fan right now. 
because not only was he great at receiving, but you saw him like just plowing through the freaking corner uh, quarter, uh, cornerbacks mm-hmm. and the DBs, like literally throwing. To be him fair, to the he ground. wasn't going against the starters. Now, but, if he, if but you put, still, you put him on Eli Apple though, it's basically the same. Th- that, but that's what I'm saying. Just because they're not maybe as skilled, they still are about the same size, and he's throwing them to the ground. I think the Bengals win this one 27-17, but I'm going to make a bold prediction on this one. I think T.G. Watt goes off for three sacks in this game. That will actually be a good test for that line. Yes, it will. T.J. Watt's a great way to start the I season. I think he should have won the defensive player of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who, who won it last year? Aaron Donald, I think. Uh, well. <laughs> That's hard true, to argue that, too. True, but the stats backed but, up T.J. Watt. But T.J. Watt, I think... Tied the record for sacks. He did. He did. So Patriots and Dolphins. This I'm actually, is... actually going to go with the Dolphins on this one. This one's interesting for you, a couple of reasons. You don't need Tua to win this game. You don't need Tua to win it, but you also don't want him to give it up. Here, here's my issue with the Dolphins. Number one, you have two the two fastest receivers in the league, arguably, and Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. But you know what's so great about Tyree Kill? Sure, he can bomb defenses, but he is that fast. If you can just throw a quick slant to him, and he's going to get like 10, Tua going to get yards. him the ball, though? If it's a slant, I think he will. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I think he can do that. Like the it's the bombs that I think will be so such the a The other adjustment. issue I think is still the O line for them. Their O line is still very young. And True. they have a lot of issues but on the O line. Chase Edmonds there, who's a freaking great running back, and Raheem Mostert, both great running backs. True. And I do I will say this, they did sign Teron Armstead in free agency. And the Patriots defense is very shady right now. It's it's not terrible. It definitely could be better, but I think that's what's going to carry the Patriots this year. Historically speaking, when these two face each other, the Dolphins can just run all over these guys. I still believe in Bill Belichick, dude. For this game, for game one, for game one, there's any reason to doubt Bill Belichick. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair, if I'm being honest. With the with the um, improvements that Miami has made, Miami honestly should be a really good team this year. Should be. They got a good. They got two great corners: Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. They have a great safety it's, in it's Jeff just, Holland. It's just Tua. It's Tua, really. Because they got great running backs, great receivers, arguably the best duo if you really want to compare mm-hmm. them because of their speed. I, mean, I wouldn't say they're the best, but arguably. They got a new head coach, very offensive-minded, Mike McDaniels. I think I think the Dolphins take this one. I think I, it's going to be like – I'm actually going to go 17-10. I'm going to go Patriots 20-17. to 17. And then got another – Amazing game. The Browns. revenge game. Baker Mayfield oh, is going to go off in this game is my prediction. I could see Baker Mayfield going off this game and this game only. I could 1,000% can see that happening. Because I don't think Baker Mayfield is a crappy quarterback, but I don't think he's a good quarterback. Because he's obviously a step up from what they have. Mm-hmm. But there's just so we, many we've other quarterbacks. Seen... I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather, I think I'd rather take Kirk Cousins over Baker Mayfield. Honestly, I can see that. Kirk Cousins is more he's more he reliable. Is, he is the most underrated quarterback in this league. You look at his stats, dude, he is severely underrated. He's severely underrated statistically, but stats don't always tell the whole story. True, but Especially it's, when it's, your wins don't back it up. Yeah, but a lot of that was my was uh their defense. Look true, but look at it this way. Who's the better quarterback? Case Keenum or uh Kirk Cousins? Mm. And Case Keenum got into the NFC championship That's game. That's true. That's true, and that was a great and, game. and that was a great offense too. Yeah, they had digs at that point. Yeah, so it's not like. But this year also, but now they've got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, they got Jay Jennings, Adam dude. Thielen. And I don't know if you remember that clip from Justin Jefferson's rookie season. Kirk, throw the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So 
I, I think I think Baker Mayfield is going to go so hard I in this one that the Panthers' defense is just going to eat here, up. Well, and here's the thing. If Christian McCaffrey doesn't get hurt, <laughs> he could honestly beat the Browns himself, I think. Probably. Because the, if the Browns – now, if the Browns had Deshaun Watson, that's different. Yes. But we won't see him until the other scripted game. <laughs> yep. Week 12. Week 12. Thir- is it 13? Week 12. Here's here, – it's, it's week 12. I think it's 12. week 13, isn't it? It's week 12. Because isn't week 12 the Browns' bye week? Is it? No, the Browns I'm, are off. Uh, let me check. I have because yeah, Chubb. I think week eleven. I have Nick Chubb here. They suspend him eleven weeks because like the twelfth week. Would Nick be Chubb's bye week is the ninth. Week nine in his oh, bye week. Oh. Well, all right then. For some, I don't know why I thought that it was that way. But anyways, no, because I'm pretty sure Deshaun's only out for eleven games. No, and yeah, week twelve is the Houston game. Yeah, it's eleven games. Yeah, that's that that Houston game is that's gonna be that's gonna that's be, gonna be crazy. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off a little bit on this one. I'm gonna go Panthers thirty one to ten. I'll say twenty eight fourteen. Okay. Although Nick Chubb, I need you to go off, my man. I need you to get as many yards as possible. You, yeah, you do not want the Panthers to just start scoring a lot because then Nick Chubb won't be really used. No, yeah, I need Nick Chubb so, to go off. So Colts and Texans. Also, one thing. This is such a side rant here. Colts fans are not the most toxic fans, but they are probably some of the worst in the fact that they did not deserve deserve Andrew Luck. They did not. They absolutely Andrew Luck did so much for them, and the fact that they they booed, booed him, him when he said he was retiring. When he was retiring, like bro, that dude was hurt so much. Hey. Yep, 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 yep. I do not blame you for that. When I the Colts do not deserve the freaking players they get. Jonathan Taylor. Oh my gosh, they don't deserve him. Mm-hmm. That dude is a Freaking it's a workhorse, beast. yeah. Uh, freaking Michael Pittman. I mean, they deserved Carson Wentz. They deserve to have him. Mm-hmm. And I, that's yeah. That I guess the punishment fit the crime there. But, but um, because like I said last year, Colts were a team that nobody wanted to face. That's true. That's true. They were because Jonathan Taylor had found his stride because he wasn't that great starting off last year. Yep. Then he becomes the number one running back. And he absolutely went off during, like, it was, like, what, week 8 to week 16 or something like that? Yeah. And then week 17 happened in Jacksonville. And Carson Wentz can't figure out the one of the worst teams. Not only were they one of the worst teams, they were in the most uh, – they were in kind of one of the worst situations because of their coaching situation. Just, okay, their whole all, organization is just such a shamble right I now. I don't know. The spirit of Urban Meyer carried them to that dub. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So now the Colts go to an upgrade. They get Matt Ryan, who somehow is arguably the best quarterback in his division, because it's him, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence. Who I expect him to be great, but he's not. There I yet. think I think Trevor Lawrence makes a big leap. And so. Ryan Tannehill slash whenever Midleague Willis starts. According, to I you. would say I would say Matt Ryan's probably the best, but then I'd put Davis Mills up there right next to him. Davis Mills, you, I think, is the most. Can you imagine if you put Davis Mills on the Colts? He's gonna have great protection. I mean, he had the most three hundred yard passing games out of rookies last year, and that's with whatever makeshift line they had down there in Houston. Brandon Cooks and Brandon Brandon Cooks does not deserve what he is getting on the on the freaking poor Texans. Guy. Yeah. Poor guy, that poor man. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm taking Colts here. I'm gonna go like twenty one to seven. Because I think Jonathan Taylor goes off, and I think they run the ball a lot. And it makes I need Brandon Cooks to go off because he's pl- he's in my flex this week, and Jonathan Taylor. I'm pretty sure I'm playing against him in Week One. 
Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to go off. I think he is going to go. Unfortunately, gonna, I, I think, think he's he going to run the ball. So, but here's the thing: I think that means Brandon Cooks will get a lot because if you're down, you're going to be throwing the ball a lot. He might not get a lot of touchdowns, but it's a PPR league. If you get like six or seven catches, yeah, plus like 50, 60, 70 yards, that's still like 14, 15, 16 points. That's a really good. So I think I think the Colts go off because I think Jonathan Taylor has a day, and so they just chew a lot of the clock. Because if you can run the ball effectively, four or five yards a game, that game's going to be quick, and you're going to win. I'm going to go Colts. 28 to 17. Okay. Now, this one, Saints and Falcons. Very intriguing game. In fact, I'm still <laughs> considering switching out my flex because I have Michael Thomas on the bench. And here's the thing. I don't know who A.J. Terrell is going to be covering. Maybe he switches receivers the whole game. Because don't forget. What I would do, if I were you, I would play Cooks just because he is – He's, he's not on a, he's one. not like on what a sexy team or whatever. But he's the clear number one. But option. he's very consistent with fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Michael Thomas, he's one of the most inconsistent. The only thing he's consistent with is not playing. In the last couple of years, yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I I would we'll just see. I would keep Michael Thomas just kind of when you watch to be like, oh yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he looks like he's gonna he's doing good. Then you then I would start him over Cooks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but. I, I think the Saints take this one just because the Saints, I, their defense is better. They have better offensive weapons. The Saints, because they got Tyron Matthew now. They and, got Tyron uh, Matthew. They still have Cam Jordan up front. They still have. He's a freaking beast. Yeah, he's a freaking animal. I, I would say the Saints. They still have Marshawn Lattimore. I'm going to go Saints on this one. I don't know how Jameis Winston is going to look. Are we going to get the 30 interception, 30 touchdown Jameis Winston? But here's the thing. Last year, he actually was looking decent. Before he got hurt, absolutely. He He was looking really good. Are we going to get that, Jameis? The one prior to injury, Jameis, last year? Or are we going to get 30 and 30, Jameis? You know what's kind of hard is because Sean Payton's not there anymore. That's true. It's Dennis Allen now. He's more of a defensive mind. I'm going to take the Falcons on this one. I'm still going Saints, but I'm going to say it's a close-ish game because I think the offense is still going to be finding its footing. I I think I'm going to go like 14-10. Go 21-17. I'm going 14-10. 21-17 Saints. Ravens and the Jets. I'm just gonna go out right now. The Jets are gonna lose because Zach Wilson's on IR, I think, until week four. So, but this is kind of another revenge game. Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. Joe Flacco is a great mentor, from what I've heard. But he played for my Broncos and looked he looked even worse than Big Ben looked last year, according to me. So I well, I give the Jets no chance here. As much as I want Brees Hall to go off, as much as I'd love to see Garrett Wilson go off. Number they have, one. also have C.J. Ozama. I don't know how much they're actually going to use him, but oh, I'm going to be on. They should be. He should be used a lot. He, he, he was a great tight end for the Bengals. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's. I think this might depend if uh, Lamar Jackson gets a deal. Uh, no, I think he's already said he's going to play for the season, regardless if he gets a deal or not. And here's the thing: even if he doesn't get a deal, man's going to be a free agent. That man goes off this year. Raven should have paid him before because guess what? Now his price tag went exponentially up because there's if that man's a free agent, I could see him getting something very similar to a Deshaun Watson contract. He should be paid more than Deshaun. I'm saying he might get a fully guaranteed contract because even Russell Wilson didn't get that because this guy's much younger. Mm -hmm. He's already won an MVP. And he stays out of trouble. Stays out of trouble. That's the thing. So I could easily see that man. If he becomes a free agent, look out Ravens because your price tag's going to Skyrocket. Mm-hmm. The Ravens go- should win this. I see the Ravens winning this. I'm going to be honest with you. 
this this might be a hot take, but I think I'm gonna take the Ravens thirty to three. I think the Jets are gonna. I think the Jets will put some points here just because they have too many weapons to. And Joe Flacco's good enough, and he, to where, um, he, I don't know. And I think he'd, I don't know. I still think the Ravens win, but I think it's more like a twenty. I think I say twenty-eight, twenty-one. I think it might be like that. I think it's gonna be thirty to three, and this is gonna probably be my hottest take here. I think Sauce Gardner gives up his first touchdown in this game oh, to Mark so, Andrews, dude. But that's. An- I think he gives Sauce it up to Mark Gardner, Andrews. Dude, I forgot he's there. He's there. I think he gives up his first touchdown to Mark Andrews this year. If he gives up a touch a touchdown, that to an OB too, because be he's Mark, their best weapon. Easily their best weapon. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Thirty to three, and I think I, Lamar throws a touchdown to Mark. Here's Jackson. the thing, though. Or Mark Andrews. I can't. What if he? What if? Hmm, oh, that made me really want to watch this game just because of Sauce Gardner. He could easily be another Darrell Revis, and Revis Island could be reborn with Sauce Island or whatever they want to call it, but. Dude. Anyways, I, I don't think it'll be that close just because I so, don't I don't believe in Joe Flacco. I just don't. So here's another thing. So the next game, Jaguars and Commanders, probably the most boring game. Maybe. Because we get the first images of ETN. We also get to see an interesting Jags team because, number one, they have a new head coach, Doug I, Peterson. The Jags should win this game. The Jags should win this game. <laughs> You're only calling it boring because of one player. And we'll get no, to no, no. I'm actually, I actually am not because the Commanders are hurt defensively. And the Jaguars, like you said, I forgot about ETN though, because um, he's actually have has a lot of upside, and they have Robinson. Interested to see how Christian Kirk does as Christian he became Kirk, the most overput wide receiver. In and the I league. do think Trevor Lawrence will have a step up this year from last year because he wasn't bad last year. He just was on a horrible team that didn't know what was going on. Um, I think the Jaguars take this one easily. I think the Jags take it, but obviously, I know you don't like the Commanders because of one specific player. But I think, if, well, even if Carson Wentz wasn't there, I would still take Jaguars over this. This guy, dude. I, even if even if Carson Wentz was not playing for the Commanders, I would still. Say Carson this Wentz is so dude. inconsequential to the history of this world. Screw him. <laughs> Carson um, Wentz is just a poor excuse of a player. That's point. just not cool. Anyways, I, I, I am going to take the Jags in this one too. I think this one might be a blowout. I don't think so. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go kind of opposite of what you were or what you were doing for the last game. I'm gonna go Jaguars twenty-eight to seven. I'm going. I'm going twenty-seven to twenty-three Jaguars on this one. I, I do think that offensively, whoever they're starting, I think Antonio Gibson is. I'm not gonna say he's gonna go off, but I think he's gonna give him enough reason to be like, as long as he doesn't fumble, he'll be fine. I think Scary Terry and the reports coming out on Jahan Dotson. That man has been Carson Wentz's favorite target in camp. And if Scary Terry gets as much attention as I think he might get, which reminds me, since you have Scary Terry, I don't know if you've seen those reports. Jahan Dotson has been Carson Wentz's go-to receiver. Yeah, it's because Terry, McC- Terry McLaurin runs too far. <laughs> Anyways, that's not the point. <laughs> he runs too deep down the field. It's like, yeah, it's so like a Tua situation. With this Tyree. next game is very interesting. Packers and Vikings. I'm taking Vikings in this game. I'm going Packers still because Aaron Rodgers still owns the NFC North, and he's got he's the still best very, defense in division. He's still very good, obviously. But here's the thing. Dalvin Cook is healthy. For now. For now. Uh, Justin Jefferson is still there. Hello. He's probably like going to be the face of the NFL like receiver-wise. Uh, freaking Adam Thielen is no scrub there. He's mm. still freaking amazing. They have a 
Yeah, their defense is. Yeah. Their defense is. Eh. That's yeah. the only reason I could see them losing is because you know, Aaron Rodgers just knows how to freaking look pick Aaron, apart defenses. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl prior to Devontae Adams. Now, to be fair, he still had other. He had a Jordy Nelson, and I'm not. I don't remember if Donald Driver was still on that team. But here's the thing: he's got a great defense, the best defense in the division, hands down. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He has been taught. I mean, he still has Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. AJ Dillon. Dillon has been absolutely a monster in camp. Alan Lazard, I don't think he's going to have a Devontae Adams esque season. Well, he's not even who Adams or who Rodgers has been looking for. No, it's um, what's his face? Yeah, like Dobbs, Dobbs, or Joshua Dobbs, or something like that. He's been up there. They also still have what's his face, Christian Watson, mm-hmm. that they got out of North Dakota. I still think the Vikings could pull this off. I'm going to go Packers. I think it, I think it is going to be very close, though. I, I think the, I think the Packers are going to have to come back in this one. I do think that, but I'm gonna go A. Raj and the Packers, twenty-seven to twenty-six. I'm actually gonna have. I'm gonna go twenty-eight, twenty-four Vikings. I'm going twenty-seven, twenty-six Packers. Close. Game. So here's a game that honestly I think should be obvious, but it won't be. The Titans and the Viking, or Titans and the Giants. It should be obvious because the Titans, you would think, are clearly the better team. I will say this: their defense is still solid. Now, they did lose a huge piece. Harold Landry t- tiring his ACL is huge. But they still have Jeffrey Simmons on the line. Mm-hmm. They also still have a very good safety in the back. You have Kevin Byard, arguably a top three safety. You know what's so sad? Is if Danny Dimes was good, Giants actually could be somewhat of a legitimate team. Yes. Not great. But good. But good. Because Saquon Barkley... So the reason he was like hurt last year... <laughs> I remember watching this game. I was so pissed because he was on my fantasy team last year. He literally ran into his own player. Yep. And his ankle just like turned all the way over and turned into a great turned, like, I was going to say it turned into like a balloon. And so, I mean, if, if nothing – because that's kind of a freak accident. Like yeah. that does not happen often at all. Like, it's not happened so far. Worst <laughs> day of your life Worst so day far. of your life so far. Oh, man. I I do think the Titans win just because of Derrick Henry. Me too. I think Derrick, I think Derrick Henry will have a – heyday against this team i think so too i think it's gonna be like boom i'm back i, I don't I understand don't all these up. reports that people were like oh i'm off of Derek De- henry why he's still like 28 and last year if he did if he doesn't get hurt he, he was the top rusher for like six weeks after he was hurt that man like, was insane. dude if he was not hurt i'm gonna keep saying he probably could have broken records easily would have won the rushing title too oh oh yeah he'd be, I, he'd be number one pick this year I for think, fantasy, he would be the number one pick. I think Danny Dimes surprises people and gives them a moderately good offense. I think they score twenty points. <laughs> you know, you know who the Giants need to get rid of? Who? Kenny Galladay. Did you Dude, see? I've him seen preseason. He just doesn't. He, he got doesn't paid, care anymore. He got paid and was like, eh, whatever. At this point, it's okay. Got zero touchdowns last year. He honestly looks like he's going to get zero this year. Kadarius Tony looks great. Wondell Robinson's been running with Wondell the Wondell Robinson looks good. They still have Sterling Shepard. And if Saquon Barkley's healthy, he's still good. Mm-hmm. Like, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy to prove to be a top running back. But, like, in the weeks he was healthy, he was could easily be. Mm-hmm. So, I think the Giants still lose this one. But I'm going to go... Too. I'm going to go 21-10. to 24-10. Or, sorry, 24-20, I think. I think they keep it relatively close, but Keith Henry is just too much for him. I think I think Derrick Henry could have a record game against these guys. I don't think it will happen, but I think it's he very could. possibly. 
a chance. The next game, I think, is going to be on par with I think the Rams-Bills as potentially the highest-scoring game of the week. Raiders and the Chargers, dude. Because, number one, remember, it, back in March, before anything started, <laughs> this <Adams>. division started <laughs> Dude, the this division race. was just like... This division's like, oh, I see you... Would, uh, first, the Broncos are like, all right, this. We've done this too long. Get us Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. the Raiders are like, hold my beer. I'm going to go get the best wide receiver <laughs> in football in Devontae Adams. And I'm going to sign Chandler Jones on defense. Yep. And yep. then the Chargers are like, <laughs> nice move. JC Jackson, why don't you come over here? Oh, oh uh, Khalil oh, Mack. I, I will say this. JC Jackson's out for week one. True, but Khalil Mack's there. Yeah, and then they got Khalil Mack. With By the Boza. way, Khalil Mack and Bosa. Oh, my God. Not to mention that offense. Jay Herbs, Austin Eckler, I need you to go off in this game, Austin, my man. Austin Eckler, Jay Herbert has the most weapons, arguably anybody. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Mike Michael, Williams. Mike Williams. Mike Williams and... Um, um, Josh Palmer? No. The other receiver, we literally just said oh, his name. Oh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen could both finish as top 10 receivers by the end of the year. Easy, Especially if Jay Herbs throws anywhere what he... Bro, that guy could be on pace for 50 touchdowns I with the weapons that he my, has. I my pick for MVP, like too early pick, is uh, Justin Herbert. I got to ride with Russ the Bus Wilson, but that's not a bad pick. <laughs> that, that, well, yeah, that's, that, that is an emotional pick. <laughs> that is you. a great emotional pick, and I will stick by it. I, but if I had to pick a real one, it's going to be Josh Allen. I mean, you can't go wrong with Josh Allen. But in this one, dude, the offense. I mean, you also the Raiders have Devontae Adams. They got Hunter Renfro, sneaky good wide receiver. Oh my gosh, Darren that dude Waller, off last top year. five tight end when he's healthy. Darren Waller's a beast. Josh Jacobs. I'm interested to see how he does because he's been kind of slowing down due to injury these I, last couple of years. Well, they also have. I that's just going to be such a running back committee. I don't really care yeah, for Josh they, Jacobs. They also have Amir Abdullah. They have Zamir White out of Georgia. Yeah, but what's going to interest me the most, I think the most important part of this game is going to be the matchup between the Raiders offensive line and the Chargers pass rush. Because that'll that'll win or lose the game. I think that it will come down to that. Number one, Alex Leatherwood, their first round pick from last year is already off the team. He's with the Bears. They got they cut him. They're like, screw you. And he was considered a reach during the draft at that time. True. So that that's rough. But number two. Khalil Mack and Joey Bowser are going to be shoving down your face. They, I think they picked up an underrated free agency pick in Sebastian Day Jones, who won the Super Bowl with the Rams. I think the Chargers Chargers should have the best defense. They are on paper, have, they have on the best paper, defense. They have a great defense. Derwin James also signed his extension. They also have, um, what's his face on the other side? I forget. It's that corner out of Florida State. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is Dante uh no, it's Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they have him, and then they also have like the other safety, Joseph Adai or something like that. But anyways, Joseph Adai. Yeah, that was a running back. Is it him? That was the running back for like yeah. Anyways, there's think- another safety. I know he played college at Delaware. I'm pretty sure. So that's not the point though. But no, yeah, it's uh this game will probably be. I. I'm expecting them to go off. I think the Chargers win, but I think it's gonna be 41 to 31. <laughs> Because Devontae Adams is going to eat them alive, I still think, because they don't have a number one cover man to truly cover him. I think Asante Samuel is going to be – I don't think he's going to follow him across the field. I think he's just going to be on his side of the field. I Here's what I think. Devontae Adams – and don't forget, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams went off in college together. Mm-hmm. I think Devontae Adams goes for 8, 120, and a touchdown. Darren Waller, I think, is going to go off for 8, 90, and a touchdown. 
Darren Waller will be like the red zone target. Uh huh. And then I think Hunter Renfro also gets a touchdown. Well, he's gonna go. I think he's going to go five sixty in a touchdown. And then I think they get another touchdown on the ground. But I think Jay Herbs is just too much. Keenan Allen is going to eat the corners of those Raiders alive. Or Mike, either Mike Williams specifically in the red zone is going to kill them. I think the Chargers win this one 41 to 31. And dude, Mike Williams last year like had so many like 60, 70 yard touchdown catches. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. So yeah, I'm going 41 31. This game I could see going into overtime. Like the end of last year when the Raiders like, eh, we'll just tie the game. And the Chargers are like, nah, we're good. We don't want to be in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, because I think they were going to do that. Yeah, they, 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 they were just then... going to run it out. And the Chargers are like, nah. <laughs> and the Raiders are like, okay, fine. <laughs> screw you. Yeah, that was our dude. Because they called the timeout. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I'm going to say Chargers on this too. But I think it's going to be weirdly close. I think it's going to be like 31 to 28. Okay. This also, I think, this next one, I think can still be a high-scoring game. The Chiefs and the Cardinals. Because, mm. number one, the Chiefs, they're... I think we just don't know what's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey are still going to go off. I, I don't think, think the Cardinals have anyone that could cover Kelsey. I, I think Kelsey's going to slow down this year. I don't think he's going to like be bad by the end of the year, but I think he's not going to be as good as he used to be. Here's I think what I think. This is the start of his downfall. I think the first half of the season, he's going to go off. Mm. By the by, but by the time they figure out what kind of attack the Chiefs have and realize it, I mean most people expect it to go through Kelsey, but I still think Kelsey's gonna, especially with a team like the Cardinals first up on the docket. I think they're gonna eat him alive. See, well, here's the thing: Juju Smith-Schuster should be really good this year. Should be because if he ain't TikToking, yeah, yeah, he needs to stay off social yeah, media. Yes. But here's the thing: even if he is, whatever. Juju was decent with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Now you got Patrick Mahomes. And you got Patty Mahomes. Yes, you really don't get much better than that. Here's the issue: I don't know what kind of. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be one dimensional. Well, because also, I don't know what kind of running game they're going to have. You also don't know the rapport between the two either. That's there the really hasn't too. been any reports saying, "Oh, they're looking really good together." It's just kind of like, "Oh, he should be his number one target." That's really all mm-hmm. you see about it. But there's yeah. not anything like. Saying, oh, there's really good, like, I don't know. I don't know. That, I think, will be a lot of tough. But I think the Cardinals, with Marquise Brown, um, Hollywood James, Brown, James Conner. James Conner. You know, Zach Ertz, Zach still Ertz, there. Yeah. Uh, I think Rondell Moore is still really good. Rondell Mill, yep. I don't know. I, I think, I, I still think the Chiefs pull this off. Because I know their defense got slightly better as well, too. But I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go Chiefs 24-20. I was going to say Chiefs 21-14. Or 21-17. This next game I think can be an absolute shootout as well. Especially considering what Brady is going to be throwing to. (laughs) Because Brady is throwing to number one, Mike Evans. Number two, Chris Godwin's probably going to be back. Number three, he still has Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Then he's That's also got right. he's also got Russell Gage, who was the number two receiver on Atlanta last year. And I think he could have been better if he had a better quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So those are his top four targets. He's also got Leonard Fournette coming back out of the backfield. And Cameron Bray is not a bad Cameron Bray's not a bad end. tight end. It's just you know. And they also have his small white guy, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller's still there, yeah. dude. I... Now the big question for Tom Brady is his O line. He lost two centers. His O-line is going to struggle. But Tom Brady has never been one to hold on to exactly. the ball. Tom Brady he gets rid of the ball fast, and he gets the best out of his teammates. Then on the Cowboys' side. Because here's the other thing. 
if there's any person in the NFL that's going to inspire your team to do better, it's Tom Brady. Absolutely. So I don't. Yeah, it's an issue, but because of who is under center, I don't. I don't. I, don't really I, I see the Bucks winning this, but the Cowboys. Interesting, because Ceedee Lamb is going to be your wide receiver one. Michael Gallup's still out with injury. Amari Cooper's gone. Your two top par- gonna targets come- are going to be Dalton Schultz, Ceedee Lamb. Everyone else is kind of here's, here's what needs to happen. Here's what needs to happen. If the Cowboys can control the run game, I think they win this game. So are they putting their money on Zeke? They already have. They put a lot of money on Zeke. <laughs> they, 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 that's true. They have put a lot of money on. So yeah, they so, have. To, the running game is going to keep it close. Run. The Cowboys almost beat them last year in the opener, but they also had a lot more to work with. Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper were both healthy that game. True. But here's the thing, Zeke. I guess. Is supposedly was supposedly playing through injury last year. Supposedly, whether I believe that that's a different story. But Tony Pollard is also still there, and I think he's only getting better. If the if the Cowboys can, <laughs> there's here's be- the thing: Cowboys are not smart enough to do this. But if they can learn that they just need to control the ball by running game, because they have a much better. I think they honestly should have a better running attack than the than the Bucks do. They should. Um, because Leonard Fournette is no scrub. Obviously, he's really good. But Zeke and Pollard should be able to control this. Because 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 Dak Prescott's consistent. Mm-hmm. He's always there. You know, he's never bad. He's never like great. I don't think, in my opinion, I think he's a little overrated. Um, I don't. I. <sighs> <laughs> here's what I think. Here's the thing. I think the Cowboys might start off zero and four this year. I can see it. They should. They sh- they have chances to win this game, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Either. I think. I think. <laughs> Here's what I think is going to happen. I th- I think the Cowboys will score a lot, but it's going to be like garbage time. I can see it. I think it's going to be like Tom Brady's going to score. <laughs> he might get to 35 points in the first half. I don't know about that. I could see that happening, and then the second half, Cowboys score like maybe two or three touchdowns. Let me put it to you this way: This is what I think is going to happen. Think the Cowboys keep it close throughout the game for one reason and one reason only. The man of a beast called Micah Parsons. That's true. That man can, bl- especially with a weak O line that the Bucks may have. That's true. I think Micah Parsons is going to create some serious havoc. I think. Now, this, I think this will show if he's better than because I've seen games where even the Bosa brothers both have talked to Tom Brady like, "Man, can't you hold on to the ball a little longer?" So. If he can get to him before Brady gets rid of the ball, that puts Micah Parsons in a serious conversation, which he already should be I, I think he should be the odds-on favor for Depoy this year. But here's the thing. Because it's the Cowboys. They also happen to have so, Micah so, Parsons' kryptonite, some guy named Trayvon Diggs. That's what I was just going to bring up. <laughs> so here's the thing. Say Micah Parsons starts getting in and it's hard to like throw the ball. Okay, Leonard Fournette, I feel like should not have any problem running against this defense. And let's say he does have decent protection. You've got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans against one of the, the guy that gives up the most yards. Most yards. And yes, he did pick it off a lot, but... Mm. That's because no one's afraid to throw to him. No one's afraid to throw at him. So I if don't you have under pressure or you make a bad throw and you're throwing in his direction, that's an easy pick, right? Yeah. But if you throw an accurate throw, yeah, no. It's going over my... It's Goodbye. going over Diggs and they're going to... Yeah, it's... <sighs> so... So I expect... I could see Tom Brady scoring 35 in the first half. I'm going the Bucks on this one. I think so, too. I think Micah Parsons will keep it just close enough to keep it interesting. I'm going Bucks 33. I'm going to go Cowboys 20. I'm going to go 35-21. Because I, yeah. I think the Cowboys will score in garbage time. Here's what I but think. I think that's I, the only time I think the scored. Bucks are within – or the Cowboys are within one in the, by the end of the game. 
but in the fourth quarter, Dak Prescott or someone's going to fumble or throw a pick six or something like that, and the Bucks. Or maybe there's way. like ten seconds and they run a QB draw. I don't know. There's no timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. They're, they're play calling. It won't be Micah Parsons' fault, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. I the can't thing. say the if anybody. If anybody is not going to let the Cowboys down, it's Micah Parsons. And for the final game of Week One, ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate revenge game in my eyes. Russell Wilson is headed back to Lumen Field in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. My boy is going Broncos country. Let's ride. Oh, my gosh. I love Russell Wilson, but that's get, kind of getting annoying to me. <laughs> I really don't want it to be, but I'm like. Broncos country. It's like Let's I ride. said, there's that TikTok where it, like, it shows him saying that. And it's like, no, he's just like a Pokemon. He says like one thing. You just have to interpret, <laughs> have to interpret what, he interpret says. what he says. Yes. <laughs> so look, here, here's the issue. Or not the issue. Here's the thing. Number one, it's going to be emotional for Russell. Obviously, he spent the first 10 years. He won their Super Bowl. The only Super Bowl they have against this team, actually, that he's playing for now. It's true. It's true. Russell Wilson has a chance. To win a Super Bowl with two different teams while also winning it with the team he beat I to win his first. My I'm just gonna go right to my prediction. Forty two ten. I think the I think the Broncos blow them out. I'm gonna go forty five ten. No, actually I think it's gonna be a little bit closer because it's still emotional. I'm gonna go thirty four seventeen. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game for the because I think Javante Williams is gonna go off. Bro. That, he had the that, most... that whole defense is suspect. Remember that preseason game we were watching? Yeah. That's I think this against Javante the Steelers. Williams had the most break tackles Woo! last year. I think Russell Wilson might throw for three touchdowns and Javante Williams scores two, at least. I, oh, this is going to be such a great game to, for me to watch. Wilson might throw four touchdowns. And especially if we get to see Drew Locke. Ooh, so, <laughs> so here's the thing. I say Russell Wilson throws for like three touchdowns, Javante Williams scores two, and I think uh, uh, Gordon scores one. Okay, okay. I think Gordon gets one receiving, maybe. I think if Gordon gets one, he's going to pound it in. He's going to pound it in. I think he'll get it receiving because I think he's still a better receiver than Javante. Javante's getting there, but I don't think he's quite there yet. I think Javante gets one on the ground. Russell Wilson throws three through the or two through the air. I'm going to go one to Cortland, one to Jerry. So that's what I think is going to happen. I'm so excited for that game. Broncos country, let's ride. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I cannot. Oh, Football it has back. been so long since we have a quarterback under center well, that I believe in. I was gonna say it's been so. It feels like it's been forever since football, but it's only been since February because everything but happened because, back in March. Because so much happened in the off season so early, uh, dude. It's felt like since forever. March. The biggest thing that happened was the Deshaun Watson trade, <laughs> but even that came with its own set of drama. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it was the only thing that was happening. In the the AFC West is the the standard for the NFL this year. Yeah, the yeah. Jeez. When your worst quarterback in the division is Derek Carr, and Derek Carr I think is, is not—he's no scrub. He's and no scrub. I think Derek Carr is underrated as well, just because he doesn't have a lot of flashy players, really. Because Darren Waller was hurt, and well, now he does, and now he—but that's the thing. Now he does. So imagine he has good connection, which he does. Ooh, I think Derek Carr will actually get some more. I'm very year. scared to see Derek Devontae Adams twice a year, man. Seeing him once every four years was bad enough. <laughs> now twice a year. <laughs> Dude, it's I'm excited. This is gonna be a great. It's gonna be great. Honestly, I'm so excited for Broncos country. Let's ride. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, this is gonna be one heck of a season. I've never seen an off season like this. This has been far and away the greatest off season in NFL history. Yeah, with so much movement, so many blockbuster trades, blockbuster trades, and just players. Quarter. I mean, we're talking players. The quarterbacks. You got the wide receivers. 
I don't know about anyone else, but <laughs> you know what's crazy is Sauce Gardner. This just popped into my head, just thinking of trades and people that because I was thinking about Russell Wilson and how what they got from him. You know how the Jets got practically nothing out of Jamal Adams, and now they have Sauce Gardner, who I believe will be better than Jamal Adams. Dude, Jamal Adams is so overrated. Run stopping boy, yeah. Blitz boy, yeah. blitz boy. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but no, man, that was a uh, funny how he said he wanted to play for a contender, and now they're arguably worse than the Jets. <laughs> oh, and the fact that the boy. Seahawks gave up two first for Jamal Adams. <laughs> the same amount of first that the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. Yep. Yep. Because I think, well, I think Jamal Adams had that, like, he could have been like that, someone that high caliber, but he was hurt and it just couldn't do anything from it. Just one other side nugget here I want to bring up because we haven't heard a little bit. Roquan Smith, do you think he stays with the Bears or he get traded? I don't think he wants to stay with the Bears, but it seems like the Bears just don't want to work with him. So I think he goes until free agency, and then he'll go somewhere else. Interesting. I think he gets traded for something. He should be. Because at the end of the day, the Bears are in a rebuild. It's pretty clear. And as much as Roquan said he wanted to stay, I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with that office, that front office. But Please I don't think he. Denver. I think he wants. To, I want. Denver. I think he wants out. Please come to Denver. Out. Oh, we need a middle linebacker so much, and a Roquan Smith would be a. Well, they and they acquired from that dude from the freaking Cowboys. Was it or no? Who they were? Who did they get? You're just, thinking of Jonas Griffin? No, the one from the Niners? No, the Cowboys lost somebody to. Oh, you're thinking of Randy Gregory? Gregory, yeah. I'm excited to see him too for two reasons. One, he's a Bronco now. Two, he used to play at Nebraska. Oh, yeah. He was drafted out of Nebraska. Speaking of which, we're going to Nebraska. We go to Nebraska in a week, and we'll talk about that more next week, guys. We're but, so excited for football to start back up. We are T minus 20 hours now for the first yeah. kickoff of the 2022 23 NFL season. Let's go. Let's freaking go. But I think that's it for today, dude. Guys, once again, let us know your thoughts on these picks. What do you guys think we got right? What did we get wrong? Also, give us your predictions and who do you think is going to win it all? That'd be interesting. But no, thanks a lot. This was super fun. We'll, we'll talk, talk to you next time. time.